Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo, joined by my co-host this week, uh, Comrade Jerry Nelson. Comrade, what's going on? I am here and excited because this is episode 69. <laughs> nice. I had that queued up for the first person. <laughs> uh, uh, do you know who Jerry Nelson is, by the way? Uh, you're gonna have to tell me that one. I don't Did the original voice of uh, the Count from Sesame Street? Oh, nice. <laughs> and yeah, that's here. You're getting even more desperate with your vampires. You're I know. Looking... I know. You need to. You need to really change your your display name to a different uh, famous creature. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, I'm pretty sure you're googling these at this point. You're just trying to. Keep <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally am. Um. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> no, I totally am. Uh, and my other co-host, Ladonna Loki. Ladonna, what's happening? Not much. Glad to be here. Howdy. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, decently uh, busy news week. Uh, we have a couple things to talk about. Uh, off the bat, though, I want to get to a story that I've wanted to do now for a couple of weeks, but I've, like, I haven't had time to fit it in. Um, but he did something else really stupid this week. So it provided a good opportunity to kind of just reminisce on all the really stupid shit he's done in the past, you know three years <laughs> um so trevor noah had omarosa on this week uh for an interview because she's you know doing her you know 10 seconds of fame thing and um you know omarosa, funnily enough darling of the left <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know right it, it makes me crazy people are like oh my god omarosa this is like a baby face turn for i'm like shit what she's been fucking like She's been aligned with Donald Trump for 15 years. Like, what do you think? He just became this way? No, he's been this way his whole fucking life. Like, she's been horrible forever, and just because she's blowing the whistle on him now, yeah, yeah, I mean, she's yeah. still horrible. She's she's been Trump's Nina Turner. <laughs> well, that's what. Yeah, I know. That's what. Oh, who said that about Nina turned. Turner? Who said that about Nina Turner? I'm pretty sure it was, was Sally Albright. I oh, thought okay. it was Sally Albright, but you know, Candace, it's... by the way, gone from Twitter forever. Uh, yeah, well, I'll never say never, but uh, yeah, she wasn't. It's she can't. You, she's just gonna get reported. If you really want to survive on the internet, you gotta have anonymity. And if you come back with the same avatar and the same picture, people are gonna report you for it. So yeah, well, you know, she went. She went back. To, like we said on the movie pod, she went to that big cornfield in the sky from the end of Field of Dreams. <laughs> just drifted, drifted away. But hey, the water's warm in uh, Mastodon. You guys join this? Yeah. Uh, what? I joined. I don't really quite get it yet. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't get think it. anyone it's, gets it. <laughs> it's Twitter, but like, it's just like worse. But <laughs> no, it's Twitter, but yeah. better. <laughs> no, so yes, content. Why? Like in terms of like the the bullshit that Jack gets away with and that he does, and all his arbitrary, you know, bans and reporting. It's better. Um, it's but it's in its infancy. It needs time to, you know. I, like I, I think too many people signed up and like crashed the server, so they had to <laughs> give it time. It'll get shitty. <laughs> yeah, and it, well, it's it's yeah, like right. you can tell they don't they don't rent a lot of server space if eight thousand new signups crash them. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's right? like like, oh, like how how much space does those counts take up so far? Like maybe forty seven k kilobytes worth of memory. <laughs> like, yeah, I was just, able to get what's... an account, but it's been slow. Like trying to follow people and stuff, it's been weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I and I, you know so I wonder like if they do get bigger if it's going to become an issue of um Twitter trying to sue them for saying that their platform is too similar because they are basically just 
Twitter without all the shitty, you know, arbitrary censorship. No, hey, they call it tooting. It's not tweeting. <laughs> yeah, right. That's all the content is so far is making <laughs> puns and jokes about. Pretty uh, much, toot. yeah. It's entirely fart jokes. Yeah. That's that. My my only toot has been about about toot about about tooting. So yeah, that that. We're all eight that again. Checks out. <laughs> I yeah. thought I was really clever last night, and every time I would come up with another zinger, someone else would like post a meme of it that had already been created. So <laughs> we're we're late to the game, but you know, it's still we'll fuck around with it apparently. So, uh, and all of this ties back to Trevor Noah Howe. Yes, it doesn't. We just got sidetracked. I, so, I, I was trying to think of a way no, to do we it. I couldn't. To, <laughs> we were talking about Omarosa. So Omarosa was on Trevor Noah this week, and Omarosa is a fairly loathsome person, but she was making a really good point. Um, and Trevor Noah says one of the most asinine things I've ever heard escape his lips, which is pretty shocking considering some of the other stuff he said before. So I'm going to play that. We said that we would help the people of Flint to get clean water. And as we know, there's still no clean water there. Those were the well, things I, that... I believe, I believe the water is of an acceptable standard now, but maybe they, some people say that not enough was done. But what I've read is that... If you still have to boil your water, it's not acceptable in this country. It's not acceptable right. that there's still brown water coming out of the spigot, and we should have done better. I mean, he literally interrupts her to be like, no, no, I hear it's fine. Like, what? How fucking uninformed she, and just... yeah. She almost sounded like a human being there. Like you could tell, oh, I know, right? Was, she was like, was, "Dude, yeah. come on, man." She, there was actual concern in her voice. It wasn't just we did, we fixed Flint, you know, or Flint, uh-huh. you know, whatever. It's just like you could. That's yeah. I did some research on this before the show to to kind of see, you know, what it what is being said out there because I I tweeted something on behalf of a client and it was a it was a picture um, showing. Um, one of the fire hydrants there and the water that was coming out was, you know, all rusty and brown and, you know, basically saying, hey, you know, they still don't have clean water trying to highlight it. And, you know, it was really popular tweet, got millions and millions of impressions, but I did get some responses. And this is where I kind of go, maybe this is where he's getting this from. Um, Some people did respond back with links to things. Um, One of them was PolitiFact. Um, talking about whether or not Flint still, you know, has clean water, doesn't have clean water or whatever. And I guess, so they rated it as half true. And the the argument or, or what they said about it was that, yes, in 2017 and 2018 now, you know, a bulk of studies have showed, quote unquote, safe levels, um, you know, with the filters and whatever else. The pipes still haven't been fixed. And that's a, you know, long-term problem. They're saying maybe 2020. Um, you know, I so I, I think... I want to, you know, at least say, I know where this is coming from there. You know, there is that discussion out there. I agree with Omarosa that, you know, it's still not right. And if you, you know, if you have yeah. to worry about it and you can't shower in it, we've still got a problem. Well, then, uh, you know, Jordan actually has been doing, uh, Jordan Charon has been doing a lot of really good coverage on this because he's still out there. And what the EPA is doing is just testing uh, certain homes under the best possible conditions to get the the results that they want because yeah, they don't I mean, want this problem just, anymore in exactly. their area. Yeah. It's a city of 100,000 people, so it's not like you just test the water in one spot and call it good. I mean, the the, the severity of the problem de- mm-hmm. depends on the the age of the pipes, you know, because this was all right. And the pipes go by, into some of those homes, you know, under right. the homes themselves are, are older. Yeah. Right, yeah. And, and some of them are effect, were affected more or less because yeah. they have a higher or lower lead content. So it's to say that it's just you know the the, the water coming out of the well uh, or out of the water tower is certain. It 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 the toxicity changes depending on where in the city you are. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Yeah, no. So, and of course, I'm sure Trevor Noah didn't even read those studies. He probably just remembers Obama going there and drinking a glass of fucking bottled water and pretending <laughs> yeah, it was Flint water. You know, don't he's like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I don't, I don't know what the fuss is about. Uh, I, I drank it. It tastes fine. Uh, I, I, I think people need to just calm down and, you know. Yeah, people said with the with the picture that that we tweeted. Oh, well, you know, that's just out of the fire hydrant, and you know, it doesn't come out like you know the pipes that way, and blah blah blah. That we're trying to manipulate the story, and I'm like, if the water, like, if I go here, if the water down the anywhere street, is like that. Yeah, and I and I turn on a fire hydrant, the water would not come out that color. That's all I'm saying. So we still have a problem. There was a, a little still... bit on TYT the other day, and they were all talking about it was like a four person panel. And they were all talking about how none of them listen to any other podcasts. Besides <laughs> that, that, that doesn't surprise me. And it's like, that's the kind of thing, you know, I see this guy like Trevor Noah and, you know, sure. Producing a show takes time, but if you're, you know, John Stewart, very famously, like they would scour the headlines and research stuff. Right. And you can tell that Trevor Noah does not do that kind of thing. He's oh, not no, he funny. Gets- he's not curious. He's not intelligent. It's just he doesn't he's not doesn't care to learn shit. He's a prompt. He's a prompter jockey. Like he's he's Wolf Blitzer. He just reads what you know, when like you, whatever you print on, on the cue <laughs> on Trevor yeah. or on Wolf on Wolfie, <laughs> my boy Wolfie. Um, you know they won't because he fucking they, he serves their narrative. John Stewart was probably a fucking pain in the ass for Viacom because he. You know, he didn't always have the best takes. There were times where he would say things where I'd be like, all right, dude, come on. Like, you're 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 being way too deferential. But he really wasn't one for bullshitting. Like, he, you know, he would have Nancy Pelosi on and he would press her about shit. Like, he was never... Uh, and he was a Jewish guy, but he still would speak critically of, of Israel. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he, is, he was not a bullshitter, like, for all the things that he was. And I'm sure once they got rid of him, they're like, look, you know, we could go after somebody else who's going to be like that or we could get somebody who is uh inoffensive <laughs> basically jimmy fallon you know inoffensive yeah. moderately funny will do whatever the studio tells them to do lewis like that's, black that's was all... the only rightful heir of that show lewis oh black. my god he would have been great <laughs> he would have been fucking great but again he would have been a huge headache for them because he's not couth or polished he would have eventually not... just screamed every episode <laughs> <laughs> Just and he's a I socialist, like so they would have been like, "All right, fuck this. This guy's talking way too much truth on our." Uh, the the on thing our that John Stewart would do really well because um, he wouldn't, you know, call people out so much, but he would say things that showed, you know, some of the people he had on, on that were, you know, politicians or people that actually were in power. He would do say things in a way, a certain way that would rev- like it would reveal that those people mm-hmm. had very little dignity for human life you know, yeah. in their, in their policy decisions. And he would say, he would like slow his sentences down at certain points. So you knew you were like really he had a tone words, where he was, you know? yeah, he had a yep. tone where he would express that. Like you could tell like that where he's like, all right guys, yeah. like I it, can't say this, but I'm saying this. Like you please understand right. what I'm trying it, to say. It, to was, you. it was a very respectful way to shame them. And I think yeah. people didn't give a lot of credit for that. <laughs> respectful <laughs> shaming. Was, no, it's true. That's true. Yeah. I, 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 that's one of his kind of best qualities because he, he managed to sneak through that kind of corporate, uh, you know, safety net to do to say things <clears> like <throat> real yeah. shit. We were lucky we had him for as long um, as we did. Yeah. We are. So here's another clip of Trevor Noah being awful. Um, this is when what? he had Alexandro. Oh, there's this there's several more. So <laughs> much worse. This is so. Uh, Please tell me if this is actually. I shouldn't even told you who it was. It, funny, fun game. If you didn't hear my last couple sentences, <laughs> is this Trevor Noah or a Fox News host? 
But then the pragmatic side of it comes in, as you said. Mm -hmm. How do you pay for these? You know, you always see people coming in with economic arguments. Mm -hmm. And they say, look, these numbers don't really add up. You know, right. in order to get health care for everybody, this is what it would cost. Mm -hmm. That's going to be troubling. Even if you reverse the Republican tax deal, that's only going to make up 5% of what mm -hmm. we need to pay for Medicare for all. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, how do you pay for education for all? How do you pay yeah. for all of these, these ideas? So, uh Again, just total fucking right-wing framing. This is this guy's supposed to be the like the host of the lefty news and satire show, and he's doing right-wing talking points. It and when I say that, I'm not saying that that's not a fair question, but anyone who is moderately aware of uh, political and social discussions should know the fucking answer to that. There's a million answers to that. How do you pay for it? You fucking make the rich pay their fair share. You well, uh, r raise marginal tax rates. You, I mean, there's a million well, things that you can do. that's what he was teeing up, right? I mean, he was... Uh, eh, I, no, I, he's, he's not asking from an honest place. You know, he knows the answer. It's This is how they obfuscate. They know that people go, oh, because things are better, it must cost more. Because they're too dumb to realize that insuring something costs more than it does to pay out of pocket and they don't want to you know they don't want to consider the idea of us spending less on war that's all it is see if i was a host of something like that i would purposely ask a question like that because i know that at least some republicans right are going to be watching and so it gives you know whoever's on an opportunity to answer those questions before they get all the oh you can't you know, all the it's all it's that the stuff. way he's asking it that delegitimizes her answer like... yeah so you know it's like to me john stewart would never have asked that he would have led with like you know i, I see you on the news a lot and people ask you questions like how are you going to pay for that um, but I've seen you answer that question a million times and I, you know, nobody, and he, and John Stewart himself would have said like, you know, I, nobody ever asks, uh, these Republicans that come on their shows, like, how are you going to pay for that, uh, you know, endless war budget or how are you going to pay for tax cuts for billionaires? Like, that's what a left-wing host of a show, I mean, he's not a journalist. He's a, you know, and John Stewart was always quick to point out that he wasn't a journalist. Well, no, and, a, and by a making the host comment of yourself, a satirical, you know making the comment yourself as an interviewer is something I wouldn't do. I would, you know, leave it for the, the guests to answer it, give them the moment rather than take it myself and try to take their point. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just, his tone to me felt, I felt, agree with you. It was it, different. Than, hectoring, uh, you know, it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, Hey, I know how we pay for it. Why don't you tell everyone so we can, you know, right. I don't know. Yeah. You could, I mean, there's well, lots of ways you could have started. You could have gone, Oh, well, we know there's a gazillion ways to pay for this. Bernie had them all on his website. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh -huh. There are different ways to tee it up. You're yeah, right. I, I've watched, I've watched her on, on Fox news or t shows like Fox news ask that question with more respect than he did. So I, I know it can be done. Yeah. Strangely, well, that, well, I, I still don't know. Shout yeah, out to Sarah Smith who actually went on Fox news and won this week. Oh, she fucking killed it she on Fox killed news. It absolutely killed it it's a long clip but uh people should go check that out her they, they they asked her the same kind of bullshit questions and she just absolutely like broke their brains and they were like uh, 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 okay we okay we have oh, to go now we have to go could, you could hear the producer in his ear telling him to to take control <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of the show again where it was like he was like whoa, whoa hold on hold on like you know I, he i didn't even remember what it was but he threw out some you know like some totally non-related like scapegoating thing to just be like oh well what about the you know like it was just like take control back she is so uh, fucking good i mean i'm gonna fangirl all over her for a minute here her twitter is phenomenal you know and there was a tweet this week that was really good amazing. where she's talking about how you know like 
stop talking about how many of these things we've won, right? Okay, because we are winning a lot. But but let's talk about what the definition of winning is and the idea that, you know, when you show up and you actually try, for starters, you know, a lot of places in this country, mm-hmm. Democrats aren't even showing up, aren't even trying, and are flat out telling candidates you can't win. So even for showing up and even trying, we're winning. Even for changing the narrative or the dialogue, we're winning. For shifting the Overton window, all of these things are victories, and we need to just, you know, be honest about sure. that. She also said something to the effect of, uh, you know, essentially just giving people someone to vote for who have not felt represented in, you know, their entire adult voting lifetime Ugh, is a win. Yeah. You know, like that's such a great, that was such a great point out of her. Um, oh, and by the way, we should mention, because this wasn't official as of last week, but she is officially advancing to the general. Uh, her, the votes finally finished tabulating and uh send our contribution, guys. She's the first Democrat ever to challenge Adam Smith. He's always uh gone gone up against Republicans, but you know, she's the first one who's managed to get enough votes to beat out the Republican for second place. So how long has he been in office? I think like eighteen years. Three thousand years. (laughs) Eighteen years is like nine election cycles for a House member. So that's pretty that's pretty significant. So you had the I think you left the the best Trevor Noah for last here. Oh I I did yeah. No, it's okay. Oh no, I just Sarah's awesome. Because I thought you were queuing this up, up before, and I was like, oh, he's saving the the, the worst for last. That, so yes, I, I was. I, I am <laughs> saving the worst for last. So just just listen to some of uh, Trevor Noah's quote-unquote comedy, um, th- what he thinks is funny, and, 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 you know, the commentary he makes. Like Maricana, the lawnman disaster. What? Oh, I didn't even know what was going on there. Just read the news, and you're like, what? They shot them for dancing. How bad was this dancing? <laughs> but it wasn't. It was the police versus the miners, and they wanted money, and it was a sad situation. No one really knows what happened, but everyone has an opinion. I like this. Everyone, everyone knows what should have been done. You know, people on the radio, people on the news. Yeah, you know, these bloody police, these bloody police have gotten out of hand. They're busy shooting people, and they, you know, why didn't they use rubber bullets? Why didn't they use rubber bullets and tear gas? Because those things don't work anymore. Um, <laughs> They used it the whole week, and they, they couldn't control people, so they had to come with ammunition because those guys had weapons. Plus, tear gas is a waste of time. Which strike has ever ended because of tear gas? Where have you ever heard that on the news? And after the police deployed the tear gas, everybody went home. No, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't happen. Tear gas has just become part of a strike now. It's like a little smoke machine. It's just like, you know, adds ambiance to the atmosphere. It's just, you know? Now it just looks like a really violent music video. It's just guys... Everyone has ideas what the police should have done. You hear them on 702. You know, the sad thing is they didn't even warn the miners first. Why didn't they warn them? Uh, when someone has a gun pointed at you like this, is that not a warning anymore? <laughs> How long have I been gone from this country that this is no longer a warning? Yeah, is that anything now? It's all up to interpretations. Yay, yay, yay. Are you coming to my birthday party? Yay, are you? Must RSVP when? I don't want to undercater like last time. But yeah, hey, oh, this, ah, it's just for emphasis, Baba. See you there. This is madness. My favorite was the National Union of Mind Workers. They said, eh, what, what is the worst thing in this circumstance is that the police did not even ask the miners what they wanted. They, before they should, they should have asked them what did they want. At what point? 
question do you ask these people? I mean, just the, one of the grossest things I've ever heard. Like, you know. So it's, I don't know if he realizes that it, how abhorrent it is to basically, he's freely admitting that the job of the police is to kill uh, and destroy labor movements and actual miners and to protect the corporate interest of the corporations. And he thinks, not only does he think that's funny, he thinks just the active, you know, uh, crowd control uh, should be lethal because otherwise, what's the point? You know, like, where does that come from? Well, the reality is our police are pointing weapons at us constantly, right? And so if they're concerned that that we're becoming immune to this, well, (laughs) they need to ask themselves why, um, because we see it now all the time, you know, showing up in riot gear at every peaceful protest. Um, So no, we're not going to have the same reaction. Yeah, they show up like like they're going to a war zone every time they do that. And, you know, it's just so fucking gross of him that, like, there's so many little things in there, like, Number one, the cops absolutely knew what their demands were. They were striking, you know, for for better wages and 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 you know, right. rights. They weren't just striking for the fuck of it. And um, this to me is probably why he got the job. And you know, <laughs> I wish I wish we had all seen this coming. Uh, but I guess if you had seen this horrible stand-up special, we would have. Uh, but th- th- this to me is why he gets the job because he's been a bootlicker his entire fucking life. I, I mean, and, I haven't watched a single episode of the Daily Show that he's on. Uh, I just, I, you I, know, well, I tried I once, and he was couple. so unfunny yeah. that I, I was just like, nothing. He, the jokes didn't land. You know, he's not a good comedian. Like, he, I mean, nothing. For, I mean, that clip aside, because that clip, nothing about that clip was remotely funny. He's just not a good. He doesn't have a good delivery. He's. If they were um, going to pick somebody like that, they should have just given it to Samantha B, who was already, you know, a regular on the Daily Show, and and you know, is willing to do and that. Already a, but an American funny, white entitled, you know, you know bootlicker yeah. liberal, and she was really good on the Daily Show, she and was. now she just seems like she's bitter because Hillary didn't win, and she doesn't seem like, I don't know, like they should have given it to her. Definitely. Do you hear about that time where she was show. complaining that her school was going to desegregate? <laughs> yeah, you told me about that. I hadn't heard it anywhere else though. I, I'll find an article for you. Basically, they were they were trying to redistrict the school so it wasn't so segregated. And her and her husband uh, were were like were going to these board meetings and complaining, essentially. That's you know one of those things where it's probably like it, it was about something else, but you know they don't really see the implication of how it plays terribly <laughs> until it's too late, and then also like wait a minute, oh yeah, somehow I I got on the side of uh, the the wrong side of history where I want poor people to suffer more because I didn't want my property value to go down, <laughs> like one of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um. So apparently, I'm just looking it up now, <laughs> an, an article from the Daily Wire says, uh, Samantha Bee's husband fights to keep poor black kids out of his children's school. <laughs> Essentially, they, they they went to this private school and the, the, the school was exempt from uh, the Civil Rights Act, which called for a certain level of uh, desegregation in every New York City school. Um, and they were trying to make them adhere to that. But then they were, the, Jason Jones, who was their husband and her, were fighting to keep that... Uh, from happening essentially 
Yeah, well, that's you can go back and look at footage of like the you know around the time that the <clears throat> Pruitt Igo housing was collapsing, even even way back then, you'd see people interviewed and, they, and they'd say, "Well, do you have a problem with these people?" And the whites would say, "No, I don't have any problem with it. I just don't want crime coming into my community and lowering my property value." <laughs> just so, the most like, dog they, whistly things. You yeah, can imagine. like the, just like they think that's tricking the person into thinking they're not blatantly racist. <laughs> So there's actually a really good series on HBO, a mini series that people should check out. I think it's called Show Me a Hero. And it was all about the uh, desegregation trials in, in Yonkers, which is near me in Westchester County, New York, uh, in the 80s. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Poe Dameron's in it. Uh, Oliver. Oh, you know, I saw name? something for that show. and It, it really... was really good, actually. Yeah, of course, you can't get anything on HBO, but um, well, not for free, but. Uh, yeah, no, I really wanted to see that because I was like, this is like urban planning and, and <laughs> this is the, this is the stuff I love writing about. So, yeah, it had similar vibes to like the OJ show that we watched, like just courtroom drama, you know, good courtroom drama and shit like that. But, um, in any event, so yeah, that, uh, Trevor Noah's horrible <laughs> and I just thought people should know, uh, also this week, uh, you know, we talked a lot last week about censorship and corporate censorship and Alex Jones and yada, yada. Um, and, you know, I mentioned last week that obviously Alex Jones wasn't the start of it. They've been quietly censoring uh, left wing media and left wing groups, uh, you know, ever since the 2016 election, really. Just, and, just for record, I mean, obviously, we, we don't think way Alex Jones is is left wing by any means but uh but yeah <laughs> no no i i brought that up because we were talking about that last week yeah. but but no i i w when i say that i'm sad uh i mean that we were talking about how they've been doing that and it's not just something that started with alex jones but uh this week we saw two other really uh significant outlets being uh removed from facebook entirely so uh telesaur uh which was a Venezuelan, I believe. Uh, tell, tell us, yeah, Telesaur English is the one they took down, um, and they are actually back up now. But the the other one I think you're going to mention is still down. What was that? The Occupy London, right? Yes, and Occupy London's Facebook page had about 150 thousand followers, and uh, by all accounts, they've been they were taken down for posting content that was uh, supported the rights of palestinians facebook wants to brag when when their platform is used for arab spring or you know things like that uh -huh. and then you know suddenly now wants to to shut down the same kinds of movements yeah well and you know we we did a story several weeks ago or months ago maybe about how facebook was taking down pages that were pro bds just at the behest of the israeli government like they were literally like being told like hey this page is hate speech, even though it clearly wasn't, you know, it was just saying like, hey, Palestinians should, you know, have basic human rights. Well, even just those, <laughs> those phrases, BDS, uh, people have told me when we shared, uh, I think, previous episodes of the podcast into certain groups, uh, the mods told me like even certain phrases like that, they have to go in and hard approve our, uh, stuff wow. that contains certain words like that. So bad right That's when you well, know you're because, losing because the, of, the, the conversation yeah. <laughs> yeah you know i mean because a peaceful economic boycott uh is clearly violent if you believe <laughs> that money is more important than the lives of people whose homes are racist don't in. forget racist <laughs> yeah yeah so you it's... know the one thing i'll say about the trump era is that at least now like racists are just racist like you know there's no there's no pretense anymore it's just they are who they are and you can call it out it's easier 
It's true, but they'll still use that smear against people like who aren't racist, who are pushing things like, hey, uh, why don't we sanction this country that's oppressing these people? Or, hey, why yeah. don't we, you know, so I, unfortunately, racism is a very powerful uh, phrase. Like, <laughs> Calling someone a racist is still like the trump card. It's way worse than being like, fuck you to somebody, you know? Like that's way it's way more offensive, I should say, to somebody's sensibilities to be called a racist than anything well, else. It should be. You know, no one likes <laughs> yeah, no, to be called be, yeah. that, but it's you know it's it, it, there, there's still plenty of covert racism to go around, even though there's lots of you know more yeah, yeah. out yeah. overt racists. Yeah, like Samantha Bay and Jason Jones. Um, <gasps> so. So, um, yeah, you know, and again, th there's nothing we can do to stop it. These companies are completely out of control uh, and just literally do whatever they want. No, there is something the we can do to sponsors. stop it, but we won't do it. Not use it. <laughs> Not use Delete it. Delete it. Don't use it. Stop giving <clears throat> them all your information. So, I mean, the, 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 the unfortunate thing is that it, it is a great tool for organizing and for, you know, meeting no, like-minded. it was. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. It was, but no, but you know what I mean. Like, it still has value. We just, unfortunately, it, it's the catch well, twenty two of like to build one. You know, we talked about Mastodon. It's like if you want something that's completely corporate free, it's not going to have the funding to get off the ground to get to the level of functionality well, we need it to. Right, but it's it's like we get too comfortable being just in one place, right? And when that, they yeah, kick you out, if you're eighty sixth from a bar you don't just stop drinking you go find another bar <laughs> so you know I would probably it's, take that as a sign i <laughs> if, if you if you hang out at the same place long enough Commitment. they may get sick of you yeah so that's you know just diversify like use use all the different platforms you can but don't rely on any one of them too much because it's it's like ultimately at the end of the day it's it's true they you don't own it you're just visiting and you're subject to the terms and again you know it's it's like I keep telling it sucks, you know, to pay web hosting fees. But if you want to be able to say whatever you want, get your own website and just figure out how to use the social media to drive traffic to that website. Um, it, it until really they pass a law that says they can silence uh, like people who are spreading Russian propaganda. They already well, do silence right, you. Google right. silence. I mean, you know, it, it, there was an admission of shadow banning, right? And so, you know, mm -hmm. there are ways to be shadow banned on the search engines. You know, there's lots of different techniques oh, they that these that. people yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, they definitely do that. Well, and then yeah. they'll say that it's, um, you know, to to infringe upon search results is a violation of free speech. It's like Google completely controls that. And then at the same time, you have Google who is trying to to make a version of themselves that's censored for the Chinese <laughs> government and yeah, doing it in secret too. <laughs> yep. Was it yeah, Operation so Dragonfly? Like, like it even sounds like it's a, a, a. Can you give it a less sinister fucking name? I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like, did, no, did you can't. just, you know, did the CIA completely take over the the Google? No, because somebody. Yeah, this is much. this is okay. So when it's when all you're beholden to is is shareholders, right? When there's no other you know sense of accountability or whatever else, then you hit a point in any business where you can't squeeze out a few more pennies i mean you know google still has a few things they could do right they can you know cut off the sodas or whatever the free food there, there's still a few things they can do to, to squeeze out pennies. get rid of the ping pong tables <laughs> right. google hq but but at the end of the day that's why they look at you know they, they ultimately will look at a market like china that they walked away from before for this very reason and go well you know maybe we'll find a way to figure it out and then get pissed off at the you know the person that had a conscience at the company meeting that actually leaked it 
That was somebody said, See, "Fuck that's, you." That's that's true, but that's why capitalism's a fucked up system because it 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 not only incentivizes that kind of behavior, it requires that kind of behavior. Well, and the, there was a, apparently a petition, and about like fourteen hundred Google employees signed it uh, anonymously, I guess. Um, and the weird part was like they the the biggest objection wasn't that they were creating a you know. A, um, dark web version of of search engine it was that they weren't allowed to see the plans for it to decide whether they could uh live with themselves and go along <laughs> with it or not that's like when when, when like liberals concern control they're like well you know i i have serious concerns about brett kavanaugh and i want to have a very stern hearing before i'm able to make a decision it's like no you you know what the you know what this yeah. is like you know what you know what you're getting into or, just fucking say no like or when they when they get mad that trump doesn't name the uh 700 billion dollar <laughs> war appropriation Bill after John after McCain. John fucking McCain. Like, oh, oh God. my fucking God, people. <laughs> but t- to be fair, is is there a more appropriate warmonger to name a fucking seven hundred billion dollar defense bill after than John McCain? I mean, I mean, that's a pr- it's a w. pretty appropriate. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe, a good one. But maybe Dick Cheney or the Halliburton Memorial, you know, <laughs> the Defense Authorization Act. Yeah, I think the, the Kissinger Defense Authorization Act has yeah, yeah, a right? very nice ring to it. Oh God. Um, yeah. So you know, I was fucked up. Oh, but you did. You do you remember? Did you see that story a couple months ago about how Google removed "Don't Be Evil" from their yes. uh, company manifesto <laughs> right at the same time that they that they took a contract to help uh, drone targeting for the for the DoD. Well, and the funny part was I I was like they they still had that there. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> that was a, they had to like choose. They kept it there for the irony. <laughs> Yeah, they finally were just like, you know what, we can't, We people have to take us seriously, we can't have that still there. <laughs> I'm sure the bulk of projects there, they're going, can you be more specific, because I'm feeling like we're a little evil right now. I mean, can you imagine being the person that made the decision to remove Don't Be Evil from your company <laughs> manifesto? Like, what, what must go through your, your, your thought process when you fucking do that? Like, well, I, I just... Especially when they're working on AI, because I'm sure you remember the... the Simpsons Halloween episode where the little um, crusty doll was trying to kill everybody, and then it turned out it was just a switch on its back that was good versus evil, and that's all the problem was. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you're making AI, and you've you've taken the don't be evil switch away. Like, of course it's going to turn out evil now. You took away the, the thing and the manifest. Yeah, right. Um, so you know, we also had the prime. We had some primary elections on Tuesday, uh, and it, you know, it was another mixed bag. Uh, a lot of small progressive wins. Um, who, wh- I can't remember what was the big race now that from from Il- Tuesday. Ilman or Il Ilhan? Yes, Omar, yes. Um, won by like seventy thousand fucking votes. Like just some huge amount of, of votes for uh for a um for a primary. You know, where they said, well, Cassie only won because she only won, like, you know, 20,000 votes. This was, she had more votes than the, like, the five people below her who all had, you know, uh, uh, upwards of 30,000 votes themselves. I think, actually, when they they counted all up, it was more like maybe she had something over 100,000 votes total, I think. Um, And of course, she was, she was, uh, I don't, she, she was, had never gone on TYT to do their little whatever thing they do, but she was endorsed by Justice Democrats. 
democratic socialist. Yeah, Cenk was like all and, like salty about it. He's like, oh, she never came on rebel yeah, headquarters, but yeah. whatever. Well, but also she wears a headscarf because she's Muslim. So now all the fucking MAGA chuds are freaking out oh, about God. Sharia law. Sharia law sh- taking over. Shania law, Shakira law, whatever country star. They- <laughs> yeah, if they, can, if they can even pronounce her. Did you ever, have you seen that clip yet from um, Who Is America? Like uh, where, where the uh, Sasha Barrett Cohen's like liberal, like, like, uh like hillary voter character goes to this like right-wing town and and talks about this urban redevelopment deal and they're like oh yeah we would love that we, and he and he unveils like this massive mega structure mosque that he wants to build in the middle of their town <laughs> <And they all laughs> it's prepared. so fun they're like uh, the, the shit they say you, you gotta seek it out the shit that they say to him is like you cannot believe people knowing they're being filmed would say this out loud the guy but... biting on a dildo i i mean okay. I, I can't even i i, I don't even it's, know what to say he, he's doing you the know. lord's work sasha barco <laughs> he, he really is. is it's because you put somebody who appears to be like special forces or military or whatever in front of someone like that who just worships authority with every fiber of their being that it, it mm-hmm. makes them extremely prone to suggestion I watched uh, a, a video from a comedy club where the comedian, um, this was like a local comedy club when I was growing up, it, the, the comedian's shtick was to, to hypnotize people. And he would get some to do it, and then they would kind of like snap out of it, and he would like have them leave the stage, and they'd, they'd look all bewildered like what was happening. And it came down to five guys, and it was all five guys that I knew in high school, and they ended up doing every single thing this guy hypnotized them and told them to do, no matter how humiliating. Things these guys never would do, no matter how much money you paid them, right? Not dangerous, but just embarrassing little you know, pranks, whatever, while they're on stage and they're hypnotized. All five of them had, were in the National Guard. <laughs> just, I, I think there's a certain brain that's prone to, you know, to a thought like especially the right-leaning brains i think are more prone uh, to yeah absolutely being deferential to authority there <laughs> it's it's the paradox where it's all about individual personal freedom and individual liberty but then at the end of the day like they all worship authority so much because deep down they have like a uh a, a fear that they weren't good enough for their own father that they looked up to that didn't you know love them enough kind of a thing so it's like they have mm-hmm. to they're always drawn to that authority to try to uh curry favor with it you so just like you my... keep watching it going he's not gonna do there's no way he's gonna do it and then like every time he gets <laughs> he it to, and it. it's just like oh my gosh and oh then he God. says he could I... fit two in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it's so great! Like he he made it so much worse. He, did really, he was so, so um, quick to jump on that that it. I mean, oh, just waiting his whole life for to for an excuse to see what that feels. <laughs> so, yeah, and I, but I really think that there is something to that. Like I I have a friend who um listens to the show, uh, but he is I'd say he's a libertarian, but he 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 ha- is involved in a local republican party and he's and he and he listens to the show he kind of hate listens to the show they like to listen to us uh bust on the democrats so well yeah no i mean he, he, he's like look i appreciate that you guys are honest i may not always agree with what you're saying but i tell you're not just you know bullshitting or towing a line but he's but he says to me but like man you guys like you know everything is doom and gloom about this country like what you don't think that this country like has some <laughs> redeeming qualities and i'm like I just don't understand where that mindset comes from. And I'm like, not shit, not like, I just genuinely, 
I, to me, it's like if you don't want to improve where you are, no matter what you're doing, then like, what the fuck is the point? Like, and so you agree with th- Cuomo that America was never that great? Then? I love what Cynthia Nixon said about that. She's like, yeah, that sounds like somebody trying to, who has been progressive for about five minutes trying to sound like, hey, I left this. So I, I, uh, I, I've, during the 2016 uh, race, I did talk to a lot of rural, uh, r- rural, rural, uh, conservative rural. Voto- voters who all described Hillary as far leftist. And and I kind of was like, this. what? But then when I would talk about Bernie and his actual platform, their interpretation of that was all like, that's just common sense stuff. Like they didn't <laughs> view it as left wing, right? So, but you know what's funny uh, about Hillary being far leftist to those people is that all she would talk about is identity politics, and to them, when they think of the left, and I and I experience this too in my life when I talk to conservative relatives or whatever. They when they when they hear Democrats, they think of like, oh well, you know, political correctness, and you can't use this word, and you have to be, uh, you can't say this because it's sexist or ra-. like that's what they think of when they think of far left. So right. when you actually just start bringing them what what actually are leftist socialist policies, um, they're like, oh yeah, of course I want that. But there's just no Democrat has ever articulated that to them on a mm-hmm. major stage. I talked in about their that lifetime. this week with a friend of mine, you know, and she said she was having a long conversation with uh, someone on an airplane, and it was a a Republican, and she was saying, you know, the same thing. Basically, she was so used to being shamed constantly and called this, that, and the other, and when this person actually shared the policies with her, she was like, oh, I totally, yeah, I support that, I agree with that, and you know, they found common ground. But these are conversations we have to have face to face to stop sure. shouting yeah. at each other on social media and, to, and to that's, get to that. Sure. And that's with people who, you know, in real life you can have a reasonable conversation with. Uh, people like uh, Sally Albright are not one of those people, obviously. So, you know. <laughs> but she, well, but, but she uh, knows better. She's just a total political opportunist. Sure, like people of course. Like her of course. Just, you know. There to manipulate people and lie to them, gaslight yeah. them. Yeah. Well, and, the, and those are the people... Elizabeth I'm Warren sorry. came out with a, a plan this week. I don't know if you guys saw. It was uh, something about uh, yeah, making uh, capitalism accountable. Saving capitalism. Yeah, yeah, which I, I laughed at because uh, someone I know then took that and said, you know, basically, oh, you know, the day that socialism happens in this country, that's it. I'm out and blah, blah, blah. I was like, um, this is not socialism that she's talking about. There's like really nothing in this that is. She's talking about giving workers a bit more say over their, you know, self-determination. Like there was no giveaway in this. There was no seizing the means of production. There was not, you know, this is actually an attempt to save capitalism from, you know, it's dying breath. It's, it's, it's still, it's like FDR social platform to mitigate the crushing harm of capitalism. It's still not, actually in any way trying to replace the system that's there that is that's the funny part is that most of the critics of it say it doesn't go far enough because it really only targets i don't know what was it 1500 or 3500 companies um you know that are in the you know billions range it doesn't do this to every company so it's by far and away not socialism yeah to me what that is and it's really fucking annoying lately is that a lot of uh progressive democrats people like you know elizabeth warren and i know most people would say yeah she's not really progressive but people who ostensibly are identified with the progressive wing of the democratic party for better or worse um are like 
falling for this right wing framing. So you have her doing that. Ben Jealous, and in, in, when he was being interviewed in this press conference, was asked about being like a socialist, and instead of you know articulating his policies, he's like, "Well, no, I'm I, you know people call me a socialist. I'm a, I'm a venture capitalist. You could check my records, and you know." Blah, blah. And I'm like, "This is you're you're just fucking giving in to what you're literally letting them win by saying shit like that. Like you're not. You, what you need to do is make socialism less of a fucking boogeyman." Uh, and just say, look, you know, you can call it what you want, but these are the policies I support, and they're the policies that are supported by the majority of Americans. Right. And I and, think that they're common sense policies. Like well, that's what you need what to say. You see, what you see, the the you know the ladies who are winning right now, uh, the way they talk about it, the way they handle the question is when they say, "So what is all this democratic socialism? What is what is all this?" And what they won't try to broadly define it. They'll always say, "Well, what this means to me is." Living wages, uh, health care, uh, jobs guarantee, free college tuition. They don't try to say, well, this is what it's got to mean for everybody. This, they always say, this is what it means to me. And then it's like you can't – you personalize it and you can't attack it anymore because that's well, – That's just, what AOC does all the time. Exactly. That's, that. And that's what, that's what all these, these young women are, who are winning are doing really well is making it about personal values rather than you know, poli-sci 101. Uh, where it's like, no, this is the way it is, and everyone, this is the way it's always been defined, or whatever, like that. So when you I make it about your own personal values, it's really hard to attack that. They keep trying to demonize it using the word socialism, and it's not scaring young people. It's you know, it's not scaring more and more people who understand what it is that we're really talking about with things like Medicare for all, so, debt free college, and stuff like that. So they can keep saying the word all they want to, because it's not scaring anybody anymore. So I actually have some uh, some results from a recent Gallup poll that were like the first ever time in their history that this happened. So I actually want to read out a little bit of that. Um, on the left uh, is where things get more interesting. Socialism has climbed up the ranks of popularity since 2010 when 53% of liberals held a positive view of it. Uh, that proportion is now 57%. Uh, their estimation of capitalism, however, has plummeted. Um, in 2016, 56% of people on the left thought well of capitalism. Now, just you know, two years later, just 47% do the lowest the ideology has ever polled among liberals. Um, D- did they poll any actual socialists to find out what they thought about socialism? <laughs> like, uh, well, but no, it's funny that the, the, the entirety of the Democratic Party socialism is beyond ascendant. It's the, the prevailing, uh, you know, sentiment and. Uh, this is actually a more a more interesting uh, stat, uh, but the shift from socialism to capitalism on the left, um, particularly among young people whose positive view of capitalism has fallen just forty five uh, fallen to just forty five percent from sixty eight percent in twenty ten, uh, is probably not explained by Trump alone. Since nineteen seventies, wages have barely risen, while the cost of all the stuff we always talk about. So. It, 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 in 2010, positive views of capitalism among Democrats was at 68%. Right now, it's at 45% in just eight years. Who could that um, be because of? You think? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's all Trump's fault. No, it's all Trump's fault. Um, so I, I used to quibble when people would say democratic socialist rather than just socialist. because It's the like, same thing. I mean, Well, it's like, it's, it is and it isn't. And I understand why people are doing it. 
because you do have well, a lot they mean of these... social democrats when they say democratic socialists is what they really mean right right when i've seen some of these you know young dumb socialists go on right-wing shows you'll hear the host often say things like well i support all those ideas just not you know the the lack of free speech that other socialist countries have had in the past which is a good critique i think because a lot of times when you look at a country where yes they had great health care and uh great education but only one political party was allowed and right. and if you try to form an opposition party you'd be thrown in jail for it i get that like that's not a good thing and so but i think those to, aren't to, real, to that's fun. not real socialism right. well it's the policies still are it's just when you have a country that's that's communist and the only party that's allowed is communist and they're going to, uh, you know, nominate the same person every time. You, in effect, are having a dictator. I get that right wing critique, and so I sure. think I've kind of warmed up to the name or to that to that term to remind people that like we want to do these things democratically. We want people to have the the, the you know, we want to build a platform, not just have it forced down our throats, right? And I think that's mm -hmm. crucial in trying to win people over who maybe would be really down with the policies, but just are afraid of that title still. Yeah, no, that's a good framing. I mean, and, and I think we need a, a new, f a new term for that kind of socialism because it's really not socialism. If, if society isn't deciding what More like authoritarianism is best for it, it's, it's authoritarianism yeah. or dictatorship, you know, uh, you know, a uh, 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 dictatorial change, authoritarian change the, yeah. socialism. Change the last S to a Z. So it's socialism. <laughs> Sounds yeah, it's like Limp Bizkit. Right. <laughs> kind like of disco-y um, kind of. Like. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, I, I think we're winning, uh, well, look, in terms of if you yeah. if you talk about socialism and and your definition of it is you know seizing the means of production or or taking over the means of production then I then I don't consider myself a socialist I don't I mean like I'm a business owner I understand other business owners like for me I have a hard time with that but when you talk about it in terms of the policies themselves like Medicare for all tuition free college well, those things then you yeah. know if that's what it is then yes but if you talk about you know taking over a whole business then why me, why can't workers own the business where they work I mean, if you don't like the idea of seizing the means of production, would, would you say that you support democracy in the workplace? Yes, I a would different say way that. to phrase it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all about frame. So, and also, I would say seizing the means of production. I would I would equate way more with communism than socialism. And I know that's kind of a quibble, but uh, you know, th those are also very far apart in terms of where people view them in. The political American political vernacular. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all. I, I think that yeah, there's there's a lot of people friends that I have on Twitter who have the little hammer and sickle. Who I I know they they're not really tankies and they wouldn't really want to see, you know, Soviet Union take over or right. any kind. No. But they yeah. they view it as a symbol of you know like the IWW, like a symbol of the workers, not of you know uh, Stalin or. or uh, but that's uh, Putin, the thing. We apparently. have terrible, <laughs> terrible inequality in this country, right? So right. AFL-CIO just said, I think there's a study in 2017 that the average CEO of a, an S&P 500 company makes 361 times the amount of the average worker. So there are clearly things that we need to do <laughs> to mitigate what's happened. Um, sure. You know, when, yeah. when you talk about socialism and no, nothing's for free or whatever. Well, yeah, kill all CEOs. You no, know, I'm just a, a third of the the Forbes <laughs> 400, you know, literally inherited their wealth. Did did nothing to get it, and and a good mm -hmm. chunk of the others got a free private education paid for by their parents. So they got something for free, better than everybody else got. Sure. So I, I think you know, there's lots of things that. 
um, that are free. <laughs> and you know, yeah. Uh, you know, and, and this, you know, Republicans are always talking about how people should pull themselves up by their bootstraps. I don't know why they're not advocating for an 100% estate tax then, because an estate tax only applies to people with estates worth more right. than $5 million. If you can do it well, and anyone in this country can do it, then why don't your kids start from nothing like you did and work their way up well, to the top of the corporate? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know the argument. Well, all right. Let's let's be fair, though. If your daddy dies, you get first dibs on his boots. Okay, so those are your boots now. <laughs> 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 so what the, see if they passed that law and it was only like possessions rich people would just buy like billions of dollars worth of like boots and like clothing and just to be spiteful fucking assholes well, that's the like, point. And if, if part... they want to be really real and have this discussion then let's talk about doing this fairly and not hiding your money overseas let's talk about actually paying taxes and not using every fucking loophole there is you know so so capital capital gains tax should be higher than income tax i mean it's fucking absurd that you can be like Mitt Romney and not fucking work for a living and just put all your money in the stock market and only pay 15% in capital gains tax at the end of the year. So, and somebody who works has to pay fucking, you know, 30% or what, you know, whatever it happens to wherever, wherever mm-hmm. rack you happen to be in. Where um, the office I'm working right now, you guys know where I work, um, but the, the, the subcontractor company. Where, actually, where, where do you work, comrade? No, it doesn't. It's it, you can go back and listen to old episodes. I'll plug the old episodes and by saying you can go back and. But what anyway, if people are trying to drink listening so, to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So the the company who pays my actual paychecks, mm-hmm. where I work with all these Department of State computers and a Department of State room with a Department of State ID badge. This company has their own <laughs> shitty regressive rules, right? Mm-hmm. And they've instituted some bullshit that has people pissed off. So I've been like jokingly saying, like, well, it's time to start a union to stop this bullshit. And like every single person I've talked to is like, dude, I'm not kidding. Like, they're all like, seriously, when do we start? When do we start? <laughs> so, Could you do that even as a federal employee? Like, would they kill you? Like, I don't know. No, I mean, you can, it would be. We have, thanks to FDR, we have the right to, anyone has the right to form a union, right? And you can, I, I mean, you have to prove it in court. Yeah, I thought public employees are somewhat like, there's more restrictive I'm rules. Still about... technically a subcontractor, right? Uh, so okay. we still have the right to. Now, the, the nice thing is, is to compete for a uh, government contract like we have that employs hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, they have to make the job pretty awesome as far as wage and benefits, right? Like the government doesn't want to yeah. totally hire subcontractors that are getting totally shafted. Now, we're not making union wages, but we're making more than almost anyone else that does the kind of work we do. Uh, that's not in, because in the, the government market. doesn't want to shaft you. That's because that's what the prevailing wage you know, is required well, to get right, the quality that, of your work. <laughs> exactly. And that prevailing wage has been pushed up by union shops. Right. right. And and that happens over time. Right. But it, it falters and it flatlines over time also when you don't have actual union representation in your place of work. Right. So, uh, you know, just imagine if you had a union. Well, let's say you didn't have a total worker ownership over a company, but let's say the, the union in that company decided how much the CEO gets paid. Yeah. Seems, well, that seems fair. I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah. The whole point of worker co-ops is like, you know, exactly. hey. We're, we're, we're going to well, the, see the great thing. about And, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about how I was in the Cape and I was, you know, learning about like real pirates and how much they were a uh, how they, they essentially were like worker co-ops, these pirate ships. And they would 
elect uh you know elect a captain and it was like well if they didn't like what they were doing they would just get rid of them and you know elect another person amongst themselves to crew them and that's like what you do with worker co-ops you elect your boss and he's accountable yeah. to you you're not accountable to him he's well, accountable CEOs, to the workers these ceos are paid so much i mean as a former headhunter they're paid so much because these companies are shitty and they know these companies are shitty and they know that that shitty things are going to happen when they're there and they don't want to be a part of it so they they require a lot of money oh, yeah. to even associate themselves with the horrible brands and the shit that they're doing <laughs> Right, and just the prestige of having somebody that's like a kingmaker in the corporate world to come into some shitty place. You're just you're hiring a, a corporate celebrity at that point, basically, just mm-hmm. to to boost the amount of uh, positive Forbes articles written about your little shitty startup. You know, so yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I know what the game is, and it's but then it bleeds over into administrative in in the in the public sector where you've got you know entire cities transit administrations that are administrated by you know, corporate CEOs who don't value the service they're providing because they've never ridden the, the, the subway in their life. You know, they're, they're just, they're going to be there for a couple of years, then go back to the private sector where they're going to make the same amount of money. I mean, paying, paying the administ- uh, head administrators of, you know, a city's transit authority, uh, you know, six figure salaries, uh, you know, half a million dollars a piece is obscene. And then they'll bring in somebody to bust to, you know, arbitrate and bust the union to bust a transit union at the same time and pay them half a million dollars a year. You know, it's just, it's like <laughs> com, com, ugh, complete fuckery. I yeah. don't know that there's any amount of money I'd go work for a company like, for example, Wells Fargo again anymore, but it would have to be an awful lot if there was ever a figure. It would be a lot. What I was going to say is, you know, it's amazing to me that the government still uses so many subcontractors considering how badly they've been burned by whistleblowers who are almost exclusively oh. subcontractors. Well, they, they have us retake tests a lot that low-key threaten you with what will happen <laughs> if you uh, get caught, um, you know, not not doing your job. I mean, but, you know, uh, worst, worst thing they're going to do is throw you in jail and you'll be a martyr and a, and a political hero to people who actually pay attention. I'm not saying, you know, that it, <laughs> that I would necessarily do it, but I, I, I can't say that I wouldn't if I came across a piece of information, you know, where it was like, wow, this is fucked up and nobody knows about it. Sure, probably sure. About well, this. you remember it was a private company that was hired to do the vetting for um, the, the firm that Snowden was working for. I forget mm-hmm. the name of it. But they yeah. came under huge fire for like not catching someone with morality, <laughs> you know. And it's like, uh, you know, when I had to go through my own background security clearance check, like they don't they don't outsource that stuff anymore. <laughs> they they do that kind of background check in, with actual government agents now. Yeah, I mean, even Daniel Ellsberg worked for a, a, a contractor. Uh, you know, the guy who leaked the Pentagon papers. Yeah, he wasn't ran, a he wasn't a corporation. A, yeah, he wasn't a federal employee. Um, well, and, and that was the big lie that Hillary told about Snowden. She said, well, if he would have just turned it over to his, <laughs> yeah. his you know, he would have had Obama whistleblower said the same thing, yeah. protection, which they know is a total fucking lie. There is no whistleblower protection for uh, for contractors. If you're a contractor, you could, you got nothing. You've got nowhere to go. I, I worked at Countrywide no, yeah, during the mortgage really. meltdown. I had, you know, employees coming to me saying, um, they trained us in our class today to commit fraud. Like that was the training. Like this is this is what you do is that you lie to commit fraud. They tried. They reported it. Did anybody do anything? No. No, no of course not. Um, Most people got yeah. fired. They got let go. Yeah. And Obama would Obama might as well have been fucking making like the jerk off motion with his arm when he said that, like, or, you know, signing off on one of the fucking 
uh, espionage act uh, prosecutions that he you know carried out during his presidency because he said the same shit about Snowden. It's like motherfucker, you know damn well you will prosecute him to the fullest extent of the law if he comes back to this country um, for no fucking reason other than the fact that he exposed all the horrible shit that the government was doing under your fucking watch. As like, horrible as you guys might think the government is, it's a thousand times more horrible than that. And and the hard part is, is that the good people don't last because the second that you threaten authority, the second that you threaten the corporations mm-hmm. and the moneyed interests and everything else, they find child porn on your computer. They, you know, discover an affair. Find coke in your apartment. Pictures of, you know, you with hookers. Whatever it is. Oh, and yeah. I'm not it's saying... the same as the cops. Exact same as the cops. So, you know how they're, um, the, uh, they are, police departments are posting on Twitter pictures of Antifa activists that they will arrest uh, and then drop the charges as soon as they're in jail, right? So it's just to get mm-hmm. their picture in the public record so that anyone can take that picture and do whatever they want with it with no copyright restriction, right? And you will get, mm-hmm. once your picture's in the paper for being a lefty activist, right, you will, people will come after you in, you know, from all sides, right? Because either people think you're, um, you're not doing it right, you know, you're not protesting perfectly enough for them and they'll they'll covet whatever fame they think you have or it'll be right wingers that will you know stalk down where you live and show up with cameras and try to film you and everything so it's and the police know that they know that when they put your picture out there in the public domain that you have no control over how it gets used people can make all the memes they want to make out of you now right and there's nothing you can do about it it's not even a veiled threat it's an actual threat yeah and well, they're just helping their their proud boyfriends out. You know, it's hard for them to find out this information through the Freedom of Information Act, so they figured they cut out the middleman for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, I do want to end talking about uh the Unite the Right Two rally because uh, it actually, it it it, it turned out a lot better than than people thought it would. Like, I think a lot of people were really concerned that it would be a really uh super violent um you know fucking nightmare like the first one was where a bunch of fucking nazis came then you know marched through the streets and killed uh heather Heyer um beat with that a car. kid in the parking garage with you know, beat the shit out of that black kid deandre harris would have killed him it wasn't even part of the protest so you see what happens if they're left unchecked they will hunt down random you know people of color any my, any racial minority people uh, religions they don't like lbgt uh, they will hunt those people down and beat them up. So when I hear Antifa say they're defending their community, like that's not hyperbole. So to me, there's two things that were great about, um, or, or two things that led to what happened. So if people don't know, essentially, you know, cops showed up expecting thousands or hundreds at least of uh, right wing uh, chud protester, or you know, like the, the the Proud Boys and all those fuckers, and about. Uh, <laughs> one to two dozen showed up by most estimates uh most people had a, had around two dozen as their estimate of total number of uh proud boys uh who weren't too proud they were hiding their face behind the flag every time they were being interviewed it's funny uh you think if you were if you were so proud of being a, a white guy that you'd be you know proud enough to show your face but yeah well um, and, and then you have richard richard spencer tweets out like you know we were afraid to show up because we're afraid of antifa <laughs> you know so and then the funny even even more I mean that's kind of like validation of course but then you have you know Jane Gunger say well if only twelve people showed up you could have just not showed up and there you know there only would have been twelve dummies sitting there by themselves and it's like no dumbass Jank if nobody from Antifa showed up you would have thousands of white supremacists who would have came there 
that's all. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not you know, sure about that. I mean, yes, those people are are out there, but I, I think I don't like the giving them attention piece either. I think that you know sometimes emboldens them, and yeah, I would rather have you know just a pathetic uh, little event of I think the real thing is the excuse that they gave was that they were scared to show up show up I think that they just didn't show up it's just they didn't people I don't think they would say they were they were fraidy cats if they didn't have a reason to be you know like these are guys who are trying to look like a lot of them showed up last year I mean a lot of them (laughs) did show up last year I think they were a little so you know I I think it was partly Antifa you know showing up in such in such numbers uh, and outnumbering them that they were intimidated which is funny because that's why they even march in the first place that's why nazis march to intimidate you know marginalized groups but um the other thing that really helps is publicly outing and shaming them in their real lives so like i'm all over sean... that i don't like violence but i'm all over that well like yeah what like sean <laughs> king was doing like after those rallies is he would like find pictures and he would tweet out to his like million plus twitter followers hey uh who is this dude and where does he work why don't we uh let his employer know that he's a uh, fucking nazi basically there there is a um, danger with that and that it, that is of course that you might post the picture of a wrong person or, or yes, they get misidentified that, that's, a, that's yeah it happened before which yeah. is a concern right but you know right. if, if you have multiple pictures and you can confirm that that's who this person is based on their sure. social media history it's, then it's like exactly you just can't control what people put on social media so when you dock somebody like that and then the wrong person gets identified and then their life's ruined and they were you know a hundred miles away from there when it happened you not, know they, not a not yeah, a right winger i'm not i'm not for releasing somebody's address because i feel like you know that that is inviting you know people to to be violent or whatever but absolutely if you know who their employer is you know yeah, a lot and, of people and you're like that, hey is this your employee like does this person look yeah, familiar to you totally you know fair game because a lot of employees have to sign a you know character clause or some other you know type of agreement or even if you don't i mean oh, yeah. Yeah. there was that the, the, the teacher in new orleans where he was uh on video at this uh white pride rally wearing like nazi skull like ss skull rings right Wow. And it turned out he was a teacher at an all-black school. <laughs> and it was people were just Unreal. like, and he was like, what's the problem? And it's like, well, you don't think that being a Nazi might bias your opinion of the students that are under your care? So he got fired. I just want I, I just want to ethnically cleanse literally everybody that I teach. I mean, what's wrong with that? God. Yeah. I mean, come well, on, guys. In, when you watch the guy's interview, you generally <clears throat> realize he, he like genuinely he is shocked by it. Yeah, he thought he was fine to black kids, and it's like, no, dude, you're like you're at a Nazi rally wearing Nazi SS skull rings and like a like a like the green, you know, the green version of the Nazi Iron Cross. They like There's to no put on their he shields. He you know, was fine to them. He just was trying to. Of course, surprise. yeah. Some of these people yeah. are fucking idiots, though. I mean, I, I the, the, the people will twist themselves into mental pretzels to to say like I I support this because of this good reason and noble reason not because i'm a race like no no almost nobody thinks they're racist like i i i genuinely don't think anyone's like yeah i'm a fucking racist especially when it comes to other money. than hulk hogan everybody but. wants to, to find a reason to take the money you know and i i did this i will you know freely admit that i did this um you know when i worked for the companies that i did i told myself i was one of the good ones i was trying to change it you know there's a million <laughs> change ways the that, system from yeah, the inside that good, we do this and then you realize nonsense. that it, no matter what the fuck you do that you're still empowering horrible things and yeah, so mm-hmm. yeah or, or just complacent or just you know participating them in them even if you're not you know facilitating them um 
it doesn't matter what you do. If you're an HR person, you know, that works for, you know, like I went, yeah, you know, a, yeah. a shitty company, you're, you're hiring the people that work for that shitty company. You know, I, it just, yeah, there's no way to not help their bottom line and allow them to continue the, the horror that they do. Well, you know, I mean, we're not all responsible for all the shitty things that happen, you know, but we can affect change in our own ways. And, you know, there's ways you can change policy within a company. Uh, it may not be through the most democratic ways, but if you keep trying, things can change. Um, still, always am going to advocate for unionizing all the labor possible and for nationalizing as much as we can. Um, there's no reason that we should have to pay more money for, you know, uh, our, our utilities so that someone can get rich when that should be something that is is municipal owned. You know, course, so yeah. there's it's, you're always going to pay more internet. exactly free free the internet free the world wide web. You know, we it, fucking paid for it. I mean, we helped. We the government. We literally paid for the creation of the internet with our taxpayer dollars. That's right. Like, there's no reason that well, a private company should control it. <laughs> we paid for Al Gore to invent the internet. Personally, <laughs> the, the hard part for me is that when I know that I, you know, keep let's say my talents or you know other talented people away from a company like that. I also know at the same time that that just means the fucks that stay there are going to get paid even more when it's harder to find people. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's really hard to truly remove all of your support from these huge organizations. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we've talked before about how it's hard to not support any horrible company. Like, in, you know, even if it's inadvertent, like, you know, you put gas in your car, you're supporting the the fucking horrible oil industry i know you don't have a car comrade i'm just saying thanks you see me the time having to say it i was gonna say um but no i mean shit you know i'm sure you've you know shopped in a big box store if you if you have no other option for certain it's just it's unavoidable you know like you know we all love whole foods but we're now when we go to whole foods we're putting money in jeff fucking bezos's pocket you know literally the most evil human uh, being on the planet whole foods was already the walmart of uh designer groceries to begin with but now it's like if i go into a whole foods and they ask me if i'm an amazon prime member one more time i'm gonna fucking (laughs) shit on the floor <laughs> you know it's weird. I, I think they've actually gotten pushback because I've been in Whole Foods recently and they've de-emphasized like when they first got bought by Amazon, they were like the second you walk in, there was like a giant Alexa display and all this Amazon shit. And I don't really see that anymore. I think that they realize that Amazon as a brand is is kind of a toxic <laughs> brand. Just like, a little bit. It, yeah. When your you know, employees like, are are basically chained to a desk and can be fired for t- making eye contact. <laughs> They're urinating in a bottle, but you know. <laughs> Pay no attention. Capitalism. We got to save capitalism, guys, so that people only have to, you know, only have to pee in bottles twice a day. They don't have to do it four times a day. They get some bathroom breaks. Well, hey, I believe in what Kamala Harris said, that nobody who works three jobs should have to be poor. (laughs) (laughs) But only if they work three jobs and 70 hours a week. Oh, oh, fucking hell. All right. So well, we're going to talk about uh, our uh, our uh, uh, vice DNC chair. We're going to bring that up or no? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, well, yeah, I was going to, we actually got sidetracked from the primaries conversation. So, uh, real quick. Also, uh, Christine Hallquist won. She's the first openly transgender candidate oh, yeah. uh, nominated yeah. for governor in Vermont. So she's almost definitely going to win because Vermont's super blue. Well, and it, she's like it, yeah. super. Le- she's a super lefty too based on her policies like which is great yeah yeah you, you listen and... to the platform uh that she ran on and you're like wow it's actually like when when i heard 
former CEO was like, eh, and then I learned a little bit about the company, uh, and I was kind of like, eh. well, she, it, it, but it was a public. She was the CEO of the public utility company. It yeah. sounded like, yeah, for Vermont, so it's not as bad. Um, but that, but no, she, no, she, and again, like a lot of people who, like a lot of uh, trans candidates that ran, she didn't run on the fact that she was trans. Like she ran on the fact that, hey, this is how I want to help uh, fix the state. I want to institute universal health care. You know, we tried before it didn't work. Uh, let's try again. It's 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 the you know it's the right thing to do you know, and we can make it work financially if we really you know who put effort into doing it. Universal health care this week, who? India. Huh. India can do it, but we can't. How are they going to pay for it? There's like, They have like <laughs> a fifth of the world's population. <laughs> well, well, I always hear, even from left-wing people that I know, like, guys, we're too big. You know, those little countries, they can afford it, but how are we? We can't afford it. We're just too big. That's, the scale is too big. It's like, how do you... You know, India can do it, but whatever. They're small. What are they, 100,000 people? You know, like, <laughs> how do you feed, uh, you know, 7 billion people, but not give health... Well, I mean, you know, of course, there is about a guys, billion people. Guys, we have starting. 300... <laughs> Guys, we have 300 million people in this country. How are we going to afford universal health care? India only has 1.34 billion people, <laughs> and they're able to afford it. But, the, you know, we're not nearly as... Well, maybe because they're all... Not nearly as small as them. Uh, yeah, maybe because they're all skinny and starving. They won't need as much uh, diabetes uh, uh, treatment. So. <laughs> that's that's also probably true. Yeah, they won't. They, yeah. they don't have all the fucking heart disease that we have. But, um, yeah, see, so, you know, there's literally no excuse. But... Um, in any oh so yeah keith ellison um so he won his primary because he's running for attorney general in minnesota uh you know which is uh, it, the great thing i've noticed is that a lot of these really uh progressive candidates are running for ag seats now and it's a really important seat that almost, yeah yeah zephyr teach out loved zephyr teach out um even though she has a silly name and um dana nestle michigan uh, also, yes, a lot yeah. of there's been a lot of really good progressives, and it's a seat that's very winnable because a lot of times uh, the establishment money is focused elsewhere. So in any event, Keith uh, ran for that seat and won uh, a week before. And, you know, we don't have to get too much into this because it's still all allegations at this point. But essentially a week before the primary, uh, one of his ex-girlfriends, who is, I believe, the president of the local chapter of the Sierra Club, um, which, you know, and again, I'm just, it, j just as a side, Sierra Club, if anyone knows, is like the Susan G. Komen of environmental groups. Like, they're super establishment. They praise Barack Obama for his efforts on the Gulf oil spill cleanup. Never mind the fact that he reopened the Arctic for drilling. They praised his efforts on the cleanup because he was a net positive for climate change, is what they said. Sierra Club National. Um, so that tells you, you know, the, the, the kind of way that that, yeah, I mean, is. they're not as bad as Greenpeace, but they, they do a little bit of greenwashing. No, they're not, they, they do so, have done some really no, good. I've, I've never heard that phrase. Greenwashing. Uh, greenwashing. I like that. Really? I like that. I've never heard that. Oh no. yeah. It's all, I've been writing about that for years, but, uh, Sierra Club has done some amazing on the ground organizing against fossil fuel terminals, uh, throughout the country. Um, I'm sure like local chapters. Uh, oh know, yeah. 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 So. Like, like any of these groups, you know, like in, indivisible, some local chapters are good but the the national organization is a hillary clinton mm -hmm. fucking you know money pit yeah it started um, out with them when they started up and then quickly realized no so and in any event um keith uh like a week before the primary uh an ex-girlfriend of keith's um released or, or not even her her son made a twitter post uh or in a facebook post about how 
uh, Keith was abusive to their mother and how he, uh, you know, would curse and scream at her and he's not at all the person that everyone thought he was and that the, he once tried to drag her off uh, of his bed and throw her out of the house while cursing and screaming at her. And, uh, you know, supposedly they'd seen a video of, of this um, incident and uh the mother you know was saying that the she you know didn't want to release the video essentially first she said she didn't know where it was and then she said even if i find it i'm not going to release it um and you know yeah right (laughs) we're just gonna tell you everything that's in the video but we're not going to release the actual proof and so uh, the reason i bring this up is because number one a few reasons number one everyone was comparing it online to al franken and being like look we all condemn franken how are you gonna have it first of all al franken had like eight women come forward to say that he groped them and we had pictures of him doing it in like one or two of the cases so you know um not the same fucking thing at all not even remotely the same thing as one ex-girlfriend who was part of a chapter of a group that endorsed his opponent in the race uh, or a week before his race, releasing this damaging character, you know, information about well, him. Well, the thing that that seemed puzzling to me, and not really puzzling, but like when you just go by something that somebody posts on Facebook that's written pretty vaguely, and then the one specific thing, it's like very much out of context. Really, all you have to go on is like the fact that the kid said, "Oh, well, there's a video of it. I saw the video." It's like, well if you say you've got evidence and then you refuse to show it, that looks bad, right? For your, for your, for your allegation. And then they showed, they showed pieces of screenshots where all you see is her side of things, right? You don't, he's being like, yeah, he's being fairly reasonable in it. Just like, Oh, okay. You know, like just really quick. The text you mean? Yeah. The text. And then, but, and she's like screaming at him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I saw those. Well, yeah. And there was nothing damning in any of those texts. And I was like, that's kind of a strange thing that they released these texts. Like you think if they had some damning, you know, texts, they would have released them, but there was nothing even remotely down. And so the reason I mentioned any of this is because it immediately, some of the people who I respect on, you know, on Twitter and online were like, no, you, don't, you know, you, if you, if you don't think that Keith did it, and if you're not immediately going to believe this woman, then you're not a real leftist and all this shit. And I'm like, look, I, People can make those fucking uh, those people, you know, a couple months ago who were like, oh, why don't we pay uh, someone to say that Bernie Sanders, you know, groped them like so that we can get rid of them. Right. I mean, right. And, and, and the thing is, the media, the media uh, will jump all over anything because if it's posted on, on Facebook, that means it's a published allegation and it's free range for them to, to do it because they you've got this clickbait media that knows that people will just read the headline and maybe click and read a couple paragraphs and that's how they get their ad revenue and no one is ever going to read the follow-up to find out if it was true or not and they before you had yeah sorry well it's just that like that kind of stuff generates the most amount of money for them so someone who knows they can throw out red meat like that to to hurt someone politically Mm -hmm. knows exactly how to be vague enough so that it's you know there's nothing specific they can get in trouble for 
like you know if no libelous claims or anything right yeah. right or it's but or they leave it vague enough for the audience who's reading it to to make up make it up in their own mind and then in fact more people believe it that way because then it's not a thing they read it's a thing mm-hmm. they imagined yeah. right well the timing of it always stank to me but you know before we had you know the hashtag me too and time's up and all of that stuff i ran a, a twitter party uh with hashtag believe women and so i support the idea of believing survivors, believing women and all of that. But that doesn't mean that you don't ask the difficult questions. And right, because you got to figure out if they are, in fact, a victim of something, right? Exactly. And, and certainly so, if someone says that they have proof and then they refuse to show anyone, like anyone. Even a journalist, not even public, like exactly. to show one journalist. Like you, you won't even do that. So why? Right. Oh, sorry. Like, so, why yeah, would we but I think that, at that point? when they say believe all women, then it's kind of like, well, wait a minute. Because some people are going to lie or some people are going to, you know, uh, be very vague uh, about or or just exaggerate people. If you're upset at somebody, you're way more prone to be biased about what you say about them and how you frame things. Right. So listen, listen to all women, but, you know, still listen critically because you're going to find with things that are that aren't true it's going to fall apart upon scrutiny pretty quick. Especially with politics. I mean, uh, you know, a thousand times more with politics because it, it's fucking people's lives and people's livelihoods. Yeah. Well, and a lot of this shit. goes back to, we have, you know, tons of untested rape kits right across the country. We've right. got, you know, all of these things where they're not even, they're not even going to run it. They're not even, so, you know, yeah, yes, run it, right? <laughs> so if somebody's saying that, that these things happen, yes, you know, let's ask the questions. Let's look into it. Um, but when the proof is there, believe it absolutely yeah no of course yeah absolutely and when it's not (laughs) so i mean to me it's largely like look if you're not gonna even show this to a journalist um it it kind of is a dead issue because you're just assassinating his character and there's not going to be any kind of closure on it one way or the other and he won his primary from the get-go hearing about this when i heard that it wasn't her that made the initial claim okay i felt like it was it was her son that was getting, you know, pushed yeah. into doing this. And, yeah. and when this yeah. when this came out, the I, the very first things I saw, people were were um, were quote tweeting it and tweeting it at Mike Cernovich, who has ruined the careers of a bunch of people by admitting that he'll the run false hack. accusations yeah. accusations on people just to topple them and crush them politically. Got James Gunn fired for ten year old tweets, you know. Yeah, he, the, the, Mike yeah. Cernovich knows that the that the establishment left or just that the left in general is so reactionary and so deferential to any accusation that he can weaponize it and use it for uh you know ill-gotten sure. gains and, he's and that's a, what he's fucking doing exactly and he's a right winger but i guarantee you there's lots of people on the left that will organically do that too who know it's something's not true or know how to phrase something in such a way to oh, wield it as world, a political absolutely. weapon. Yeah. The what? I knew that a lot of people that were associated with Bernie, anybody that you know ever came out on on his behalf or in favor of him or anything else, that there was going to be a long campaign against them. That it wasn't even just going to be short. They couldn't do it all at once, right? Because we'd be looking yeah. at it going, "Fuck <laughs> this," right? But but over time, that's absolutely what's happening. And- to that point, I mean, Keith Ellison has been getting smeared from fucking day one. I mean, you had, you had Alan piece of shit Dershowitz going on TV and calling him a fucking anti-Semite because he happened to be a Muslim, you know, who had listened to Louis uh, Louis Farrakhan, you know, speak at a rally. Like, they were smearing him from day one. President Obama was personally calling people to make sure he didn't win the DNC chair. Yeah. But it wasn't because he was a Muslim or that he at once, you know, had ties to Farrakhan. It's because he fucking was a progressive and he had po- policies that were to the left of where the Democratic Party 
wanted to be and where their donors wanted them right. to be. That's the only reason right. they fucking smear him the way they do. I mean, to be fair... Any, I, I think he has no spine, but that's a whole nother, you know, conversation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to, to be fair, though, uh, Farrakhan is a uh, legitimate anti-Semite, so uh, I think that's a, a valid concern. But to simply call someone anti-Semitic for... No, no, no. no. I, I, no, I agree. I'm, but I'm saying he was never, like, saying, oh, yeah, I love Louis Fe- I keep saying oh, I know. Louis. I know. <laughs> Louis Fe- he just happened to have, like, you know, attended some of his things in college. Sure. Like, you know... He was not a Farrakhan disciple, and he wasn't saying, like, hey, I want to fucking, you know. But no, Louis, Louis Farrakhan. I'm going to stop saying Louis. Louis, Louis Farrakhan. Hey, fucking Louis Farrakhan down from uh, fucking Hoboken, you know? That's it's a cool. real fucking boombox. Uh, what do you mean I talk funny for a Muslim? I always talk this way. <laughs> hey, what do, you, what do you mean? I'm from fucking, I'm from fucking Fallujah. What do you mean I sound weird? What do you mean? <laughs> All of us Staten Island Muslims sound like this, okay? Uh, <laughs> but no, but yeah, of course. But if, you know, they'll find anything. They did this with Obama, that he was, oh, fucking Jeremiah Wright, you know, this lunatic preacher. He, yeah, he went to his fucking church when he was young. And also, by the way, when you listen to some of the shit Jeremiah Wright was saying, he wasn't that wrong. He was saying, he was talking about how fucked up capitalism is and how, like, yeah. you know, how we say God bless America, but we really should say goddamn America because of the way that we treat the poor black and brown kids in this yeah, country. No lies like, detected. Did you really listen? To- yeah, no, exactly. Like, I was watching a clip of that the other day because I was watching that CNN thing about the 2000s. And they played some Jeremiah Wright clips. And I'm like, this is supposed <laughs> to scare people? The like 2000s. <laughs> no, those series are, that's serious. <laughs> That that series is actually pretty good. They do they they've done like for every decade prior. Tom Hanks produces them. They're uh, they're bold. well done. <laughs> they're, they they lean a little a, a little establishmenty, but I I always can you know pick yeah, up on it. Um, but the entertainment episodes are are enjoyable. So in any event, um, so they've been smearing him since day one, and you know it's not going to stop because now he's coming for a real seat of power. I mean, they gave him that bullshit made up you know sheriff's badge of a vice chair or whatever they literally made up a position for him the same thing they did for bernie they make up positions with no actual power to placate progressives and it's like mm-hmm. he's like no that's not good enough i'm gonna well, run for ag I, I really mean, powerful seat I, you can't realistically say that uh keith ellison is more inspiring than tom perez i mean <laughs> have you heard him speak before oh riveting well, you know, I, I know this sounds bad that we got rid of this fossil fuel uh, ban, but you know, we, we can't go to we can't go to a knife fight with a spoon, and we, you know, we're 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 lacking in donations, and and we really need to adopt an all of the above energy strategy, like President Obama said. Oh shit, a flag fell behind me. I don't know why that keeps happening, but all these flags just keep falling wherever I go. Like what, it's some what kind was of metaphor. the uh, the thing the 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 weird fucked up analogy he made on MLK Day or something like that about uh, fo- sure, about sure. fueling our hearts the way we fuel our cars? And it's like you knew that <laughs> that was he's just like he couldn't get fossil fuels out of his head, and he was like, how do I sell this thing that I'm gonna do later on that everyone's gonna. <laughs> My favorite, one of my favorite tweets from this week was someone who was like, "We should pour oil down Tom Perez's throat like they do in that scene in Three Kings <laughs> when they fucking get the guy and they put a yeah, they funnel in his mouth guy. and pour the oil down." And his he'd throat. like it. He'd like that. He'd probably pay you to do it. <laughs> this, is, this is very good for our bottom line. I know it doesn't sound <laughs> like can, as the fucking you oil. You could fit two down. barrels in my mouth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> To be clear, we are not adver- <laughs> we are not advocating that you break into Tom Perez's house and pour oil down his throat. I'm just saying it's a funny image. Like I said, he probably <laughs> let you in to do it. 
<laughs> that's true if you if you told him you'd give like 100 grand to the dnc he probably would let you do it yeah he'd let you not, give not, it. not gonna lie he probably let guys people in high school give him a wedgie if he if they paid him money for it <laughs> oh fuck all right well <laughs> on that note uh we're gonna get out of here but uh follow us on uh facebook and twitter <laughs> Yeah, no, follow us on Mastodon. I'm at move left on Mastodon. I managed to get that. I didn't have to use the underscore. I managed to get that, uh, get in on the ground for, floor of Mastodon. So. <laughs> well, that's somebody was talking about that today. So just, just to be clear, your handle is only good on that particular server or whatever instance of it. So you'd have to get it across that's, all of them because somebody can pretend to oh, be you on a different stupid. instance of it. Yeah, I know. But there's no that's, central that's entity. Obnoxious. So I already got Verit at Mastodon. Do you think that that's going to, like, Peter Dow could still pull it out from under me somehow? Because I thought I'd one up them already. So, <laughs> Wee! Oh, man. Um, oh, but so yeah, follow, follow us. What's your, do what, you, you guys want to give out your Mastodon <laughs> links or whatever oh, the same they are? as my Twitter, Polybent, no, P-O-L-I-B-E-N-T. I can't remember what it is, so if it's still around in a week, and I remember, I'll tell you. But uh, for now, okay. we're still on there. In yeah, a week. If, if we haven't, if we haven't still, be, if we haven't gotten fed up and deleted our Mastodon profiles yeah. in a week, we'll talk about it. I'm still um, at I'm, uh, KS Rat1999 on Twitters. On, on the regular regular old Twitter.com. Yeah. yeah, I'm still at Move underscore Left. This has been a great Madonna. episode 69. I already said same oh, as yeah. Oh, same same as she did it. She did it uh facebook.com slash move left idiots soundcloud.com slash move left rate review subscribe on itunes buy some of our shit at teespring.com slash move left um yeah and uh we will catch you next week